five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Mink. Oops, I got to hit the button first. <laughs> For the WDMA, we're going to be talking about, I don't remember, uh, talking about some testing today. I like always like testing and some other ideas that have come across my desk. There's a beautiful article, uh, Tom Fishburne's Marketunist. I think he's been listening to my show. That's my suspicion, right, Tom? I don't know. I never, <laughs> he never gives me a like, but I, I, uh, I got on the, I got on the Fishburne cartoon a little late today, and so it will be have to be tomorrow if there is a tomorrow, and we'll maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow too. Anyway, let's get over to the fun. Here we go. Started off with a fun commercial from the UK. I've got kids. They're multiplying. And this is so dumb. And we got issues when we're dining. Dining. It's petrifying. Petrifying. You're the one that I want. You are the one I want. You're the one that I want. You are the one I want. Find everything you want all under one roof at Donnell, the home of homes. There you go. Whoops. Got a little too far. Oops, that's cool. I just can't stop it. <laughs> they need a little tail on them when they show them to YouTube. Because when you click, then it goes. There we go. Anyway, a lot of fun. And uh, the article's good, too. Let's get over to the article. Let's see. Uh, Dunham, Dunelm, I don't know, funny word, uh, revives Greece's fan favorite duet for home decor shoppers from Audrey Kemp. You know, I just thought it's funny. I looked up because I had a little bit of a crush on uh, on Olivia Newton-John. I admit it. I admit it. Who didn't in 1978? But you know, I got to start to think in 1978. That's a little while ago. <laughs> you know, I wasn't married <laughs> at the time, but I got married four years later. You know, a little while later. Uh, but it's it. You know, it's funny to revive a song that it, it is catchy, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I saw YouTube was just full of first time watching Greece, you know, ever sort of uh, videos of people, of young people who have never seen the, the musical, which is a lot of fun. Sort of toxic masculinity meets uh, meets girly girl or something. <laughs> It was what the Barbie movie could have been, maybe, I think. Uh, I I really liked the movie. It was just a lot of fun, and it's a great musical. How often do we have musicals anymore? So anyway, uh, they did a nice job with it. I, I thought they did. Um, and in the ad, a family struggles with their dull, tired decor. You know, it's funny how that <laughs> happens. <laughs> You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to move into a house like you live in because you get used to your own junk, I guess. Anyway, Sean McGinty uh, is the is the uh, marketing director, and he said putting the customer first. And I want to really highlight this: putting the customer first, offering exceptional choice, unbeatable value and quality. Uh, and then along with strong commitment to sustainability, I'm not sure how much people care about that. You know, I think most of it's baloney. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have two patents, hold two patents, U.S. patents, in the recycling industry. And I know that not 10% of glass recycling, you know, the stuff you put in the barrel every week, 
that you have to separate. It's it's just costs more to get rid of, and it doesn't get necessarily get recycled. Um, almost all the recycling that matters is is pre-consumer. So when I went to the glass smashing factory, uh, there were there was a mountain of windshields, and uh, and that's the kind of stuff they like because it's the same consistency and you can make a viable product when you finish. The mishmash of glass that goes into your uh, into your recycle bin is not easy to deal with, and there's plenty of sand in the world. It doesn't really help, to be honest. And um, there's a lot of better solutions than recycling to, in most cases. Uh, I would say the same thing for paper. But anyway, they uh, Sean really liked this, and um, and their creative agency really liked it, Stu. Uh, and uh, so anyway, it was, it was a fun. It's a fun whack at things. Um, this was one from Matthew Parker, my friend Matthew Parker. Why most people are ignored on LinkedIn. People only take a second to check out your profile on LinkedIn. And you know, I get. I used to take the time. Uh, today I had four people who checked my profile and I used to actually go and invite them to connect. I don't do that anymore. If you want to connect, send me an invitation. And if you, especially if you have mutual connections, I probably will. If you don't, I probably won't. I get a lot of, uh, attractive, (laughs) attractive young women who have no connections at all or, you know, 20 or something and, uh, inviting me to connect. But I ignore those. Uh, but if you have, you know, if you're a legitimate business and you have a couple of hundred or better, or or we have lots of mutual connections, then for sure, I, I'm open to connecting with pretty much anybody. Um, but people only take a second. Um, that's why it's vital to have a good LinkedIn headline. And I don't know, I've tried that over and over. I've tested a lot of stuff. Um, something along the lines of sales manager XYZ limited. Yeah, that's about right. Mine right now says fractional CMO, which is basically long-term, more in-depth consulting, which I've done plenty of over the last 40 years. But too often I see vague stuff, you know, sales cheerleader or something, and, you, you know, you have to go down deep into it to find out if this person is employed or not. Um, so make it obvious about how you help people. And I, I, I like this headline because Matthew does help people. Um, I've been on a bunch of his live streams and such, and he's been on some of mine and, uh, he really does want to help. He really helps printers, uh, looking into stuff. Oh, and on that note, look, I hope you noticed my mug. This is from direct mail 2.0. They sent me the mug a couple of like a year ago, uh, and a hat put the hat on um but brad just joined the wdma last week so he he read the he read the the join post as seven hundred dollars per employee and he has i don't know let's say a hundred employees which is like seventy thousand dollars he thought it was to join the wdma it's not (laughs) i'd love it but there's no way even to pay the $70,000. No, it just, it's, you either have an individual rate or you have a corporate rate. And the corporate rate says you can have 10 people accessing everything. You can register 10 people. Um, but mostly it's just a way to support this craziness um, because, it, you know, it's what keeps the rent paid, actually, believe it or not. Uh, and, and 
So I wanted a, a call out to, to Endpoint, or it's Endpoint. I don't know how what how you pronounce that. <laughs> One of they make them so international, but they're nice people over there. And we're already we've been doing some collaborative stuff, and they sent me a really cool example of uh, how the blank helps. And this is this edge that they are capable of putting on. So if you want to get your postcard a little more oomph, but they don't have any uh, A B splits of the cutout versus plus the cost, plus the postcard without the cutout and what the cost is. That's what I've been hoping to encourage them to. And also, um, and also we've got Old School Marketing is another new member, and they sent me this cool hand-addressed, hand, hand-written post-it note, which I liked. And uh, Rusty and I have talked about some other work and how to test it better. Um, so make it obvious how you help people, right? List some key services or products that you provide. Even better, state the results you've achieved for, for your clients. There's a section. Most people don't use it, but there's actually a, a case study section. You know, obviously you can put your employment history, but there's an, you can also put case studies in. I don't know if Matthew knows that or not um, because, because uh, he doesn't mention it, okay? Um, but you know, it's always good to have someone look at your, at your LinkedIn profile and see if it communicates what you're after. Right. And so that's why I wanted to bring this up. What does your LinkedIn headline look like? Is it time to carry out a quick edit? I think, you know, I look at mine every now and then, uh, if I have a major promotion, um, let's say I'm reaching out to CFOs. I did that for, for a while. We're going to be talking about CFOs tomorrow. Excellent, excellent material. Like I said, I just didn't have time to put it in for today. Um, but I did a, a CFO thing, and so then I, I changed it to, I think right now it says, a CMO who understands, who speaks CFO. Um, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow. But, but I've, done, I've done other outreaches to uh, like printers, and then I'll talk about you know, uh, a former print salesman who understands the challenges of selling direct mail. Um, and so Matthew has a ton of stuff. I'll put this in, this in the show notes on the WDMA uh, after the show almost immediately. I've been wanting to get to this one by Peter uh, Brighton, I, I suppose it's pronounced. Peter Brighton and, uh, oh, there it is right there. And it's an excellent, excellent article. I should have made it bigger. I, I went to a lot of trouble to, to get it beautiful. Let's see if I can make it bigger. Probably only a bit. Okay, paid search or targeted direct mail? The answer may surprise you, okay? Is direct mail part of your solution? So here's a story of a provider of credit card processing, which is a very competitive industry. I actually had spent some time in that for a while. To protect confidentiality, I'm not recommending. They were prospecting for new accounts mainly through paid search, but they found the costs associated with paid search were the costs were rising sharply. Okay. So the CEO decided it was time to re-examine their search marketing strategy. And during this re reassessment, the CEO held, held discussions with an agency that brought up the subject of including direct mail. Perish the thought. And, of course, the knee-jerk reaction around the room was, 
Well, it's too co- it's too costly. The high cost of direct mail, the CEO said. It's so expensive, right? Making it prohibitive to add to the mix. But he discovered that the piece was put together in a cost-effective way. The pricing was very comparable to paid search components. Here's what they did together. Okay, the agency built an eight by eleven by eighteen inch trifold mailer. It was pretty big. Could dominate the desk. Working with the CEO's team, they tested two offers. Version A was for a package deal. Remember, this is credit card processing, so maybe they had um, extra terminals, or maybe they had software included that could run your restaurant or your or your small business. Uh, the kind of services a startup would need. And then package B just made a simpler offer of credit card processing services. Both mailings targeted newly incorporated businesses, which is the time you make that decision, but people rethink that decision all the time. A further test sought the difference between ROI on the ROI between first and third class postage. So, you know, first class, okay. And the CEO's team segmented the mailing list into several business groups, including recently listed limited liability corporations also segmented by SIC. Now, when I looked up the test, there wasn't enough circulation to do a three-dimensional AB split to me, um, much less multiple SICs. So maybe this was a series of tests, I'm guessing that, or else they didn't know anything about statistical validity, okay, used by the processing company. And so they could have a little bit different offer maybe to restaurants than they did to, uh, to retail stores, something like that. Okay, Uh, and they use credit history to identify businesses and sectors more likely to seek the services offered by the credit processing company. The calls to action in all the tests included both a mirror website and several toll-free numbers. So in case they didn't want to want to click, they could call. What did the test results show? This is excellent. I mean, it's excellent detail. I love the detail. Okay. It obviously raises questions, and Peter, I hope you chime in. The simpler offer got double the response rate of the bundled offer. You know, now that isn't always true, but it depends on how you make that bundled offer. You know, if it had a higher price and just sort of said, get all these things. If you said in, instead, as we learned from uh, Bob Bly uh, at the Delivered Conference, if you learn to say, you know, uh, Enroll before October 1st and get these four extra pieces of software absolutely free. If you said it that way, it might have actually outperformed the simple offer. You know, that's the that's the genius of a great copywriter. They'll think about the offers. And I, I, I can't see the offer, so I don't know. And I'm not saying Peter isn't a great copy. I don't even know if Peter was involved at this level. Um, but it's nice that he's relaying this to us. The simple offer generated far more ROI than paid search, according to both the agency and the CEO. They also found that the first-class postage pulled better response than the third-class. If other providers mailed first-class, their card or offer will get to the merchant uh, one to two weeks before a third-class offer. And when it's, you know, it's already probably several weeks since they incorporated. You don't get that stuff just the day it happens. Okay, so a six-month a six-month test of monthly twelve thousand piece. Okay, so it was I misread it when I first was highlighting it. I thought it was a one-time two thousand twelve thousand piece test, but it was a it was a series of six twelve thousand piece tests. So that you could do the, you know, maybe on each mailing that would be about right. That would be six thousand per, 
and uh, the end up response rate was below a half a percent so you probably should be testing something like 6,000 pieces uh, when we had a f average 5,000 percent or five <laughs> when we had an average 0.5 percent response we would test 5,000 pretty much as our minimum cell size okay and so they had a cost of nine to ten thousand per mailing so it's like 80 cents or something 75 cents with each client, well, it's a little more net, more like, yeah, 80, 85 cents. With each client having a value of $50,000 to the company, the ROI was comparable to search advertising. Well, I'm, I'm not sure about that value. Probably over a number of years, I don't know what their payback period was, but $50,000 of credit card fees would be astound, pretty astounding for a startups. But anyway. They figured it how they figured it. The point is, is that it wasn't more expensive. So they rolled out the campaign and now mail 85 to 110,000 pieces a month. So now they're mailing, you know, over a million, 1.2 million pieces a year. And it brings in 200 to 250 clients a month. So that's six, six, uh, is that, no, no, 3,000 pieces, 3,000 customers uh, with a million and that gets you a 0.2 or 0.3 percent I think if I did the math right so now they're exploring new lists and direct mail is very scalable that's one of the problems with pay-per-click is you tap out and you're and you're paying more in the auction for the for the words that work for you and then especially if your competitors figure it out which they ought to uh, so this way you have scalability without concern that the number that everything changes <laughs> that the auction changes dynamically as it begins to work and therefore diminishes the ROI. So is direct mail your part of your solution? Uh, it should be. And as I said, you know, it, it, Peter didn't tell all the, the story, but we could figure out a lot of it. And I really, really appreciate it. I got to, I got to see Peter on the, uh, the, the delivered conference. Also, um, I saw him make comments in the, in the chat at least. So check out Peter. Here's a way to contact him. Uh, thank you much for this excellent article. Have a great day. Tomorrow is going to be super exciting. Maybe one of the great days of human history. Be sure to tune in live. Make some comments. Uh, sometimes I watch this stuff. <laughs> oh, I see one from Joseph Katz. Love how you broke down the spam email and turned it into a lesson. Oh, that was from yesterday or last week. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was exactly illegal spam. Check out Friday's lesson and you will learn a lot. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Repost. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.